Evening, everybody. Welcome. We're happy to have you here. We're going to mix things up tonight in a couple of ways. Um, we're going to jump right in, and um, rather than sing, we're just going to start, and then at the end of the service, or as the end of the, <laughs> the service, rather than just leaving, uh, I'm going to wrap up a little early, and then we're going to have the honor of spending time together with joy in the house of God, uh, redecorating. So we invite you to join us. You don't have to, but we, we want to get this all uh, cleaned up, put away. And so uh, I think it's going to be a fun evening, but will you join me as we pray? Our Father, we thank you for gathering us here. We thank you that we have the honor of being in your house and uh, and being with one another, being with people that you've called us together to love. And we pray that you give us wisdom. Uh, we pray that you help us to walk in holiness and in faith, and that you guide us in all we do. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to invite you to open your Bibles to Acts chapter 1. And while you make your way there to Acts 1, um, I want to bring you an update on the Lottie Moon offering. The goal for the year was $10,000. We usually set it at $8,000, and we usually exceed it. So in faith, we set a goal of $10,000, and the year has ended, and we are mighty close, 9678 66. So we need about another $400. Uh, so if you have not yet had an opportunity to give, we, we welcome you to do that. Um, ordinarily, they like to have it by the end of the year, but they'll take it whenever we um, send it in. So we can break the chicken buckets out if we need to. So that is the nuclear option. Uh, we do that if, uh, if there's no other way. So well done. Thank you very much. We're, we're, we're nearly there. I don't have any doubt we're going to make it. That's a lot, and you gave that sacrificially, and we really appreciate it. We're going to go to Acts 1. We're just going to look at 1 through 8 uh, as, as a prelude to the book of Acts. We're, we're going to see the gift of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, given by Jesus Christ to the church to enable us to minister and to serve and that's going to set the tone for the new year. This is a new year of opportunities to minister in the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's jump right into verse 1. It's written by Luke. This is the Gospel of Luke, part 2. They were two parts, one long book that they broke into two, and this is the beginning of part 2. So he says, the former account I made. The former account is the book of Luke. So having... Understood all of that. That's the life, the teachings, the ministry of Jesus. That's the former account. Oh, Theophilus. Now, who is Theophilus? It's a mystery. The name means friend of God. So it could be a real name or uh, it could be code for somebody. And he's calling him friend of God because this person wants to remain anonymous. Probably what we've got here is the patron who paid for the writing of Luke and Acts because um, paper was very expensive, ink was very expensive, time was very expensive. 
uh, for Luke to stop and do this work. Somebody's got to feed him. He, he's got to make it. Um, so probably this is the person who sponsored the work so that Luke could do it. That's probably who he's speaking of. And this may not be his real name, but code for friend of God, uh, the anonymous donor. Whoever he is, we don't know him anywhere else in the Bible. So we're not sure who he is other than that he's the one who um, is the target audience of Luke and Acts. But obviously it's more broad than just him, so he probably sponsored it on behalf of the church. So he says, the former account of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. And that began is the key thing because Jesus was born, we just observed that, as a baby. His birth, and we follow him through the Gospels all the way to Calvary, all the way to the tomb, all the way to the resurrection. Okay, so it looks like he didn't just begin, he, he completed his work. He, he, he died for us and he rose again. When Luke says it's what he began to do, that's going to give us a key to understanding Acts. And the idea is that what we're going to see in Acts is the continuation of the ministry of Jesus through the apostles, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus began what the Holy Spirit will complete in the, the book of Acts. So this is why it's part two. Until the day in which he was taken up, after he through the Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit is the key actor in the book of Acts. The book of Acts is a book about the Holy Spirit, like the Gospels are books about Jesus. And it's the Holy Spirit's power in, in Peter or in Paul or in Stephen or whoever Luke is talking about at the moment. The main character is the Holy Spirit. So he's, he's brought up into heaven after he, through the Holy Spirit, gave commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen to whom he presented himself alive. And this is one long run-on sentence. So he's, he's piling thought after thought here about Jesus, to whom he presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs. They touched his hands. They touched the scar in his, his side. He ate fish with them on the beach. He was... He was obviously alive. He, he was alive again. The resurrection is the truth. Being seen by them during 40 days. That's six weeks of, of Jesus alive after the resurrection. And speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, 40 days is key, so remember that, uh, because there's going to be this promise that we see now of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to fall upon these men after 50 days at the Feast of Pentecost. So 10 days between when he ascended into heaven, as we're going to read here, and when the Holy Spirit fell. Four, being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from, where were they? Jerusalem, that's going to matter. In Acts, where they are matters because it's, it's the movement of the Holy Spirit outward from here to the ends of the earth. So Acts is a travel log, and they went here, and then they went there, and they wanted to go there, but they couldn't, so they went here instead. And it's you read Acts with a map in your hand because it's, it's the movement of God's power throughout the earth. So he says, don't depart from where you are, 
but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water. This is John the Baptist. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So that brings up the issue of being baptized with the Spirit. Now we're Baptists. And we're conservative. And we don't get really, really wildly excited about a whole lot of things. Not like Pentecostals do, right? We make sure of that. So when we read baptized in the Holy Spirit, sometimes we get uncomfortable with that terminology because of the, the emotional expression that's often come to be identified with that. Okay, But being baptized in the Holy Spirit is, is absolutely a biblical idea. This is red ink. This is Jesus talking, promising his followers would be baptized by the Holy Spirit, and that is immersed in the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit. Years ago... When I was young and I would baptize, I would wear waders because that's what my pastor did. And so I would put them on and put a robe on and step into the water, but not really get wet, only my arms. And so we'd, we'd do that, and then I could be back out here real quick. It's very efficient. And I got to thinking, this is a physical experience. It's a sensual experience. It's, it's dunking. It's immersing. You get wet all over when you get baptized. That's, it's not just spirit. It's body too. And what am I missing out on by, by sterilizing and sanitizing myself from that experience? So the waiters went. And now I get wet too, and that's fine. I, that's, that's what kind of experience that's meant to be. And then afterward, I got to dry off because I got immersed from here down. That's just how it goes. Baptized in the Holy Spirit, dunked in, saturated with the Holy Spirit. Not a sterile experience. It's an immersion in the Holy Spirit. So, so when we talk about being Spirit-filled and Spirit-baptized, absolutely, every believer in Jesus is filled with and baptized with the Holy Spirit. We don't all express that the same way. And sometimes we suppress things that we shouldn't, but absolutely we believe in spirit baptism. Jesus told us. Therefore, verse 6, when they had come together, they asked him. They have questions. They told him to wait. Something big's going to happen. Won't be long. The gift of the Father will come. Baptism of the Spirit. So, so they ask him, is this it? Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? See, they had this image in their mind of what the Messiah would be. And for many of them, it was nationalistic. It, it was that, that we won't be under bondage to Rome anymore. We're going to break the shackles off and we are going to be free and Israel will have a king once again to rule and reign on the earth. And yes, that happens at the end of the age, forever and ever, but Jesus didn't come to rule and reign this time. He, he came to suffer and die and rise again. So they still don't completely understand God's purpose. So Jesus, you threw us a curveball dying like that, but you're alive again, so now let's get back to what we thought it was going to be about all along. And he says, don't worry about that. It's not for you to know the times or the... The seasons which the Father has put in His own authority. Don't worry about that. 
I'll, I'll reign, I'll rule. God will do that. Don't worry about when. That's God's business. But you, okay? And verse 8 is key here. This is the, the key verse to the whole book of Acts. You want to know what the book of Acts is about? It's about Acts 1.8. He says, don't worry about the larger wisdom of God about what he's going to do here on earth. God's got that in hand. But you. And I want for this to be the theme for our, our year, the theme of our lives. But you shall receive power. <coughs> that word power, dunamis, Alfred Nobel back in the 1800s invented at the time, the most powerful explosive ever made. Better than gunpowder, which was all they had up till then. And he needed a word for this powerful invention he had made. And he went to the Greek, and he named it dynamite. From dunamis, power. You shall receive dynamite. When we're baptized with the Holy Spirit, there's this, this power that he gives to us. And so many believers don't live in the Spirit's power, not because the Spirit doesn't give power. I think it's because we don't light the fuse. I think it's because we don't see what God can do through us if we're just faithful, if we're just obedient and say, it's all in your hands. I'll just do my part. The results are your business, God. Will you restore the kingdom? Don't worry about it. God will take care of his business. You just receive power and be my witnesses. So if we will live in the power of the Holy Spirit, God will take care of his business. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now, these are people who believe in Jesus but aren't spirit-filled yet. That won't happen until Acts chapter 2. And the Spirit falls on them. And then throughout Acts, Acts 8, Acts 13, Acts 18, the Holy Spirit falling on all kinds of people out to the ends of the earth. And now he falls on everyone who is born again. So after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, for us that's past tense if we know Jesus. We are, the Holy Spirit has come upon us. He has given us power. What kind of power is that? Is it the power to heal? The power to prophesy? The power to do wonders and signs. If God chooses to do that, he can. But the power he promises here is the power to bear witness. You shall receive power and you shall be witnesses. The power to tell of our experience with God. That's all a witness does. Here's what I saw. I was there and I saw it. And so I bear witness. That, that's it. Witnesses don't invent stories. They don't make Truth, they just say, that's is what I saw, Your Honor. I'm a witness. Yes, it was the, uh, the colonel in the den with the candlestick. I saw it. Okay, witness. You shall receive power and you shall be my witnesses. The power to tell people your own experience with Christ. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Where? In Jerusalem. Oh, he said, don't leave. Why? Because God's got witness for them to bear right there where they are. That's not where they're from, by the way. These people were all from Galilee. And if I had my whiteboard up here, 
if I hadn't been so ridiculed that I couldn't draw maps anymore, then I would draw a map and you would see they are here, but Galilee's up here, way, way up. They're not at home, but they're here to bear witness. You shall be my witness, says, in Jerusalem, in Judea, which is the broader region that they're in. Samaria. Well, if they're here, and if Galilee's here, then right between them is Samaria. Nobody really goes there, because those people aren't quite like us. They're the outsiders. They're the aliens. They don't believe what we believe. They don't come from where we come from. There's a long history of warfare and animosity there. That They're not our people. You bear witness to Samaria, to, to foreigners next door, as it were. And then from there, out to the ends of the earth. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the power God gives you and me to start where we are and move outward, even to people not like us, even to, to people we, we may least expect God would give us an opportunity to bear witness to. But He does. So that's the, that's the theme of the book of Acts. He says, wait for the movement of God. The movement of God's not what you think. It's not about here and now. It's about the power of the Holy Spirit. And that power is to bear witness. And that power starts where you are with the opportunities you're given. It starts in your home, your work, your school, your circle, your world. And then it moves outward from there to the ends of the earth. You can go as far as God decides to take you if you go, if you light the fuse, if you partner with God the Holy Spirit through faithful obedience. So so my prayer for you is that that's what your year looks like, that we figure out the power of the Holy Spirit and that we grow into that. And we say, I don't know what all this means to be baptized by the Spirit and filled with your power, but but. But God, I'm all in because Jesus said that. So work that out in my life. Let me bear witness. And the results will be up to God. So we'll let that be the theme for the year and we'll watch what God will do. Whenever we have a meal here and we're about to head off to go eat it, I always say the service isn't ending, it's just moving. Because fellowshipping and eating a meal together, that's, that's important. It's worship. And we could just clean up and pack up, but we'd rather do it together. We, we, we would rather just get up and move and work together in the house of God together and just enjoy one another. So it's a bit out of the ordinary, but let's have fun with that. Let's mix it up some. So we're going to pray, and then um, I'll invite everybody to... Uh, Join in. As far as who's who knows how it ought to all be packed and all that, I think we're going to look to... Crystal to guide us on that, because a lot of this is new and she has some thoughts on how she'll want it packed. So, so we'll let her... We'll, we'll, we'll let her oversee all that, and we'll just... Uh, Serve and laugh and talk and just enjoy one another. Uh, will you join me as we pray? Our Father, we thank you so much for gathering us in your house. It's, a, it's not an, or, an ordinary night, but Lord, it's a good one.
We want to thank you for, for the building we have to worship in and for how beautiful it is to celebrate the season of the birth of Jesus. We thank you for one another, opportunity to serve you together. We thank you for the power of the Spirit to bear witness, and we pray that we would live into that. For all the ways you, you work in our lives, all the ways that you lead and guide, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.